You are listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. We want everyone everywhere to have an everyday relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this helps you do just that. Amen. That's so cool. Come on, Gauntlet is going to be so much fun. Just make sure that um, uh, when it comes to signing up that you don't wait too long. It's going to, like, every time we do the Gauntlet, it's going to sell out. So if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, make sure you sign them up nice and quick. If you've got a teenage son who like wears his underwear up around here and his jeans down around here, he'd be on his Xbox all day long, you ought to grab that kid, you know what I'm saying? Throw a pillowcase over his head, put him in the trunk of your car, drop him off to us at the gauntlet, and we're going to straighten him out. Well, Jesus is going to straighten him out. <laughs> in all seriousness, it is a life-changing time. Do not miss out on it. Well, good morning, afternoon, morning-ish. Uh, my name is Dan Leanne. I'm one of the teaching team here at New Spring. And we are so glad that you're taking time out of your busy week to worship God with us and to experience family with us. And we really do hope and pray that this will be the most encouraging, most refreshing time of your entire week. Uh, we started a series last week called Beyond the Sun. And it's going to be a study over the next couple of weeks through the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes speaks to the questions that we all have deep inside of our soul. What is the meaning of life? What's my purpose? And last week, my brother and our lead pastor, Brad Cooper, introduced us to Harry the Hamster. Uh, He was renamed on Instagram, Hevel the Hamster which is the Hebrew word for vanity, vanity, meaningless, meaningless. And last week we saw poor old Harry running here on the hamster wheel, just just putting in the miles, not losing any weight, and going nowhere. And what was incredibly challenging was the fact there are a lot of people who relate to that picture. You feel like every single day is just the same. Every day is a rinse and repeat, and these days are melting into weeks, weeks into months, and months are flowing into years, and there are many people who look back on their life and go, you know what? What have I achieved? What have I done? Have I lived my purpose? This whole series is about trying to help you answer that question, or at the very least, give you the next steps in trying to unpackage that question and find some answers in your life. Last week, Pastor Brad looked at Ecclesiastes chapter one. This week, I'm gonna look at Ecclesiastes chapter two. And Ecclesiastes was written by a guy named King Solomon, an old man at the end of his life who had access to absolutely everything in the earth, had wisdom from God and made some reflections at the end of his life. And it's like he's having a conversation with us knowing that his experiences could help us live lives of greater meaning and purpose. Every one of us is looking for something. There's a sense inside every single one of us that wants to know the meaning behind everything, the purpose of it all, and our part in it. And unfortunately, there are so many people in the world who go through life never finding the answer to that question. In the name of Jesus, that won't be you. Have you ever looked for something you just can't find? You know what I'm saying? You're just struggling and you just looking everywhere. You're like getting frustrated. Uh, Krista and I celebrated 25 years of marriage this week. And 
One of the coolest things about being married to someone who is so supremely more brilliant than you is that you, you don't lose much stuff because she always knows where stuff is. You know what I'm saying? And if I can't find something, I'll ask Krista, and in a savant kind of way, she'll close her eyes and she'll think about it, and then she'll tell me exactly where it is. But every now and then, there is something that you just can't find, no matter how hard you search. <laughs> you, you look in the same place again and again and again, and then you go back and look at it again. When you be looking for something that you can't find, isn't it amazing how annoying people come into your life with like advice that doesn't help at all? Like they ask you this question, where did you leave it? I don't think you understand the concept of losing something because if I knew the answer to that question, I would not be looking for it. They ask you the question, where'd you see it last? Again, like no other question, you know what I'm saying? Not helpful at all. I had a friend at Bible college who was especially frustrating because every time you were looking for something, he would come along and he would say, there it isn't a horrible person. He's a good pastor, but a terrible person. Have you ever looked for something and just not been able to find it? I find so many people who are looking for purpose, looking for a sense of meaning, but they go through life not knowing the answer to that question. If I sat you down right now and I looked you in the eye and asked you this question, do you know your meaning? Do you know your purpose? Would you have an answer? Could you confidently reply? Well, in the name of Jesus, I pray that in the next 25 minutes or so, the Holy Spirit would illuminate to you not only what your purpose is and how to find your meaning, but how to continue on a journey so that answer becomes more and more clear in the years ahead. Our souls are looking for meaning and purpose. That's what King Solomon is unpackaging in Ecclesiastes chapter two. In the first 23 verses, he's just talking about, yo, I've been looking for meaning, I've been looking for purpose everywhere. Maybe you might relate. He's like talking about, I've looked for meaning and purpose in fun, in pleasure, in enjoyment. I've been to every single party. I've stayed to the closing of every single club. He said, I have looked for it in having stuff and buying stuff and acquiring stuff. I had more, 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 more stuff that, that I could ever use in a hundred lifetimes. I try to find meaning in, in, in pleasure, in, in connecting with the opposite sex. And I dated and dated and dated. You know what I'm saying? Like, like back then, if there was Tinder, he would have been like swiping right, like consistently. Because he's like a king of Israel, he would have been like on Christian mingle. And I don't know how Christian mingle kind of, you sw I don't know, maybe like you say like praise hands. I don't know what they did, but he was like kind of consistently just around the opposite sex. And then he would marry again and again and again. 700 wives, 300 full-time girlfriends. He had like two anniversaries every single day and he worked. Man, this guy worked and he was successful. There are still things in Israel right now that he built. And yo, he was famous. Everyone knew him. The biggest celebrity of his day, but he got to the end of his life. He sat down to write this entry and he would make this exclamation, vanity, vanity. I've looked and I've tried to fill that space in my heart. I've walked down these paths that many of y'all are on right now. And I promise you, when you get to the end, there's nothing. It, 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 it takes away the pain for a little bit. It, it brings a smile to your dial for a moment. But everything without him 
everything without a deep sense of purpose, as explained by my creator, leaves you feeling just as empty as you did before. You felt that way before? Let King Solomon speak to you today. Because he pivots in verse 24 in the second chapter of Ecclesiastes as he talks about how to deal with that hunger in our hearts, <laughs> that, that hole in our souls, that searching in our lives. In verse 24, he says, a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too I see is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too I see is meaningless or vanity or hevel, a chasing after the wind. What's this king telling us on this Sunday morning? What is King Solomon in the light of his experiences trying to get through to our hearts so that we can deal with that feeling in our souls that there's more to life and I want to find it. If you're writing down notes, you can pull out your, your journals and your notebooks right now. If you have the NewSpring app, you can open up the app, all the scriptures and a space to take notes is found in there. But I really do hope and pray that out of today's conversation, you would be given tools to walk away to help you live with a greater sense of confidence and clarity regarding those questions. Why am I here? What is the purpose behind everything? So what's King Solomon saying here? First and foremost, he's letting us know that if you wanna deal with that searching and that yearning and that hunger and that ache in your heart, the first thing we need to do is start on a journey in discovering our purpose. Discover your purpose. Can you turn to your neighbor and just let them know, hey, you have a purpose. Come on, let them know. Turn to your other neighbor and say, hey, you're looking good and you have a purpose too. Come on, put, let's put it out there. You're looking good. You have a purpose. Verse 24 this is King Solomon reflecting. He's saying, a person could do nothing better than to eat and drink, listen to this, and find satisfaction. A place in your soul where it rests. How? In their own toil. This do I see. It's from the hand of God. Or in other words, the same hands that flung stars into space is the exact same hands that knit you together in your mother's womb. And it's the exact same hands that want to show you what your purpose is. That's the reason in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 it says, For we are God's workmanship. Come on, you are God's workmanship. Come on, turn to your name and let them know, hey, you're a piece of work. You're a, his workmanship. <laughs> Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for you to do. I want you to get this deep into your spirit because so many people don't believe this in their hearts. It doesn't seem reasonable or logical in their brains, but you have a 
purpose. You are God's workmanship. We need to break the lie of the enemy, the twistedness of the devil when he's trying to spin another narrative, letting you know you're so small, you're so insignificant, there's no place, there's no part for you within God's grand kingdom. Nothing could be further from the truth. The same hands that knit you together are the same hands trying to point you in the direction to answer the question why you were knit together. Come on. You are not insignificant. You are not overlooked. You are not forgotten. You are not disqualified. There are so many people who find themselves never walking in purpose because of the way that they have lived their life up to this point. There might be someone sitting here right now who's going, you know what, I've made so many mistakes. I've crossed so many lines. I've hurt so many people. I've hurt myself so much. I must be disqualified from a purpose in God. No, you have a purpose. Now you ask this question. Okay, big guy with, you know what I'm saying? A nice flowing white sweater on today. That's really, really nice, the thought of like having a purpose, but how do I discover this purpose? It's a million dollar question. How do I discover purpose? Well, well, it's fortunate that that's the question that I engage with most as a shepherd and a pastor. This is the conversation I probably have most with the young men that I disciple, with the not so young men that I try to shepherd, this is the question that is always on people's lips. Hey, hey, I, I know that there's a purpose out there for me, a post to stand, a, pl- a part to play, but how do I discover this purpose? And I always like to mess with people's minds by saying very clearly, you can discover your purpose. It's just found at an intersection. They always kind of go, what do you mean by that? I had this conversation all the time, usually at a Waffle House where all good things happen. There's a Waffle House in Anderson. There's also a Waffle House in Pendleton that I connect with a lot of people at. And I always make this comment. If you're looking for your purpose, go find the intersection and hang around the intersection. What do you mean? Side note, I love intersections around here in Anderson. You know that kind of joke about how many people does it take to change a light bulb? You know what I'm saying? This is, not that. This is like how many, like, like, how do you confuse a bunch of Andersonians? Here's a little riddle. How do you? Uh, put a roundabout where there used to be a four-way. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> you have people out there like kind of just spending days just sitting there going, nope, nope. <laughs> Find a four-way stop and hang around there. Well, what, what do you mean by a four-way stop? What does this four-way stop look like? Well, usually when I'm at a Waffle House, I use a fork and a knife and a ketchup bottle and a salt shaker to kind of draw this up. But because we're technological, we have an image of this on the screen that people much smarter than me designed this week. You can take a picture of this. If you're like my daughter, Caitlin, who's very artistic, you can do a sketch of this. Uh, it'll, It'll be up on social media later on today. But if you've ever had a question about your purpose, I simply point you to the intersection. It's a four-way stop. The first path is God's glory. The first question you have to answer is what brings glory to God? Well, you ask the question, what does it mean to bring glory to God? Simply put is what makes more of him and less of yourself? How can you live your life in such a way? How can you expand your energy? How can you burn your time, your talent, and your treasure to make more of God? And in the grand scheme of eternity, have fame and glory brought to him. 
Everything outside of that pursuit will amount to nothing. Meaningless, meaningless. Vanity, vanity. Hevel, hevel. That's the reason in Romans chapter 11 it says, everything comes from him, flows through him, and it's meant to get back to him. If you want to live your purpose, the first step is to dedicate your heart, come on, to the glory of God. But the second road is my gifts. You've been given gifts. God has given you spiritual gifts. That's the reason in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible says to each one, God has given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. There's something of God that was given to you for his glory, for the equipping of the saints and the edification of the church. Now, now God isn't like haphazard with his gifts like I am. I'm always that guy who like a week out from Christmas starts thinking to himself that he should start buying gifts. You know what I'm saying? And he's saying, you know what? I'll, I'll put it off till tomorrow. I'll put it off till tomorrow until you get to Christmas Eve services. You know what I'm saying? And then he kind of, I haven't got any gifts yet. And the only thing that's open is like Walmart neighborhood. And so you like you'd be running around Walmart neighborhood and like you're giving your kids like candy and your wife is like getting baby formula. And basically, that's me. God's not like that. God is deliberate. He saw you from the beginning of time. He said, I know exactly what I'm gonna put inside of you. And it's gonna be unique. It's gonna be different to Dan. Dan's gonna be different to you, but each one has been given a gift. The third path is my passions. That's different than a gift. Do you know that God has put inside of you a burden and a passion that's really unique? There are some people in this room who have just a burden and a passion for social justice issues. There are other people with a burden and a passion to do kingdom business in a kingdom way. There are other people with a burden and a passion to, to share the gospel with the next generation. There are different people with different passions and there are things that make your heart beat quicker, that, that, that make you angry because it's not happening. God put that inside of your soul. You have passions. And lastly, there are open doors. Where are the doors that God opens that no man can close? Reflect on the doors that God has closed that no man can open. And as you hang around that intersection for long enough, I promise you, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the context of friendship and Jesus' community, you get to see your purpose with greater clarity. Like I said, Krista and I celebrated 25 years this year we went away to Miami just to get a little bit of warmth. You know, just hang out there and eat a little bit of Cuban food. And uh, we're just hanging around. And, and, and when, we go, when we go away on our anniversary trips, it isn't just a time to get away and just have some alone time. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of we go away and we talk about our marriage. We talk about going forward together. And one of the things we talked about on this trip was our purpose, Knowing that this message was coming up on the Sunday, Krista and I talked about this for an entire breakfast. And it was so cool to be able to hang out with the wife of your youth and talk about how God has a purpose for her. And even with Caitlin and Josiah getting to that age where they're gonna leave the house and head into college, well, Caitlin's already in college and Josiah will be there you know, in no time, I believe it for you. In the name, buddy, you're gonna get there. You're gonna, we're gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, know if I don't know if there's a football scholarship ahead for you because you haven't played a lot of football up to this point, but I'm believing, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and she's asking this question. Hey, what's gonna be my purpose? I wanna bring glory to God, 
But raising a godly family is gonna feel differently going forward because the kids are out of the house. And as we got to talk about bringing glory to him, her gifts, which she has so many of, the passions in her heart that are so clear now after 25 years of marriage, and the doors that God is opening, which are becoming so much more evident. It was so cool to look into my wife's eyes and see purpose start to crystallize. That's all I want for you. I wanna be able to look into your eyes, my entire New Spring family. I love to have this experience tens of thousands of times over and over again throughout the state of South Carolina where I see more and more purpose inside of your eyes because of you hanging out at this intersection. I've hung around the intersection and here's my purpose to be a great husband, to be a great dad, preach the gospel, teach the Bible, disciple young men, and shepherd business people trying to do business in a kingdom way. It's always been my purpose. That's the reason it's been easy for me to sidestep different things that have arisen. I've been told so many times throughout my journey, hey, Dan, you should go plant in your own church. It'd be so cool, it'd be so da-da-da. And say, hey, you know what? Hey, that's, that's, that's nice, that's someone else's purpose. I was here. Krista, the kids, preach the gospel, teach the Bible. I wanna be in the business of discipling young men. I wanna shepherd business people trying to do it in a kingdom way. I've had different people come to me with business proposals. Dan, you're a salesperson, you could sell stuff. Hey, that's cool. Business is other people's purpose for me. Krista, the kids, preach the gospel, teach the Bible. Disciple young men. Try to shepherd business people trying to do it in a kingdom way. I hope and pray. No, no, no. I speak it out in the name of Jesus. When you get asked that question, come on, in the years ahead, you're gonna have an answer. Side note, if you're trying to explore that more, Connect Class is a great next step. Connect Class is just a space that we create on all of our campuses each weekend for people who are asking questions about becoming more and more a part of the New Spring family and their purpose and their role in life. I beg you to get along to Connect. If you've already been along to connect, I challenge you to even this week, find a friend, find a pastor, find a leader, pull out that diagram and ask that question, am I hanging around that intersection? Cool? Point number two, write this one down. King Solomon trying to speak to that hole in our heart, that question in our soul, he's saying, discover your purpose. Point number two, he's trying to let you know that you plus him equals enough. He's trying to actually let you know that that feeling in your heart is a hole and it's a God-shaped hole and it was put there by God for God and it can only be filled by him. I need to say that because you can try to fill that space in your heart with a myriad of things and it will numb that feeling for a short period of time but it will leave you feeling empty. That's the reason King Solomon can say here in verse 25, for without him, who can eat? and really enjoy it. Come on, who can find themselves in a place of enjoyment and really savor it? For without him. What's he saying here? You were made by God and for God and you'll only find rest and peace with God. That that yearning and that aching inside of you was actually put there by God because you were made in his image for him. 
Now, I'm not talking about religion. (laughs) I'm not talking about tipping my hat to God every now and then and thanking him when you receive an award or like kind of coming along to church when you got some spare time. I'm talking about an everyday relationship with him. That's the reason at New Spring Church, we talk about it all the time. We want everyone, everywhere in an everyday relationship with Jesus. Why? Because God made you for that. And you'll be restless until you find that. Augustine said, the heart is restless until it finds its rest in God. And I believe that if you feel in your being that there's more, not only is there purpose for you to discover, there's a deeper relationship with Jesus he wants you to experience. You are made by God and for God. Now that comes with a warning. Because therefore, if you try to fill that space inside of your heart and your soul with anything but God, you're trying to get that thing to be God for you. And the Bible has a term for that. And the term is idolatry. That's an idol. An idol is just anything or anyone put into the position to do something God only can do. And a lot of people do it. Have you met them? Is it you? I have a yearning in my heart, an emptiness in my soul. So I'm gonna to try to fill it with relationships. I'm gonna to try to find someone who completes me and, I'm, and they're gonna to, to get into that space. I'm gonna be good. I love relationships, but a relationship can't provide the peace, the provision, the protection, and the perspective that God alone can provide. I got nothing against money. Hope you get lots of it. Hope you get cool stuff with it and I hope you get to enjoy stuff, but here's the deal. Money is a, is a great little servant, but a terrible master to serve. And with mo- when money and when you got it becomes the thing that satisfies in your heart, you'll find really quick that money can't protect your peace. Because how many know money goes a lot easier than it comes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And even the money you have right now, every single day is becoming less and less. That's what inflation is. Inflation is just means that, you know what I'm saying? That dollar Walmart bread, like a couple of months ago, now a dollar 47, you know what I'm saying? You know, remember in the old days where eggs was a cheap meal and now eggs is like a special treat? I'm gonna have an egg today, you know what I'm saying? I've been saving up all week, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to have money perform the task that God was meant to perform, come on. You're in for a rough and rocky ride indeed. Success. How many people here have like won something in their life, achieved something in their life, a championship in their life, acquired something in their life, a trophy in their life? Haven't you noticed that you get to the top of that mountain, they put it, that, that medal around your neck or you hold the trophy and then you put the trophy down and then what? The emptiness still remains. Why? Because no trophy, no success can do what only God can do. I've been there. I've tried to fill that space with so many other things that's not God. And I just love the wisdom of Solomon. No substance, no success, no celebrity status, nothing can fill the space that only God can fill. You plus him is more than enough. Because that's the reason he's saying, you know what? 
I've eaten a great steak. Had me a tomahawk from Hall's. But without God, it doesn't, doesn't taste the same. I'm telling you right now, a hamburger from McDonald's in the middle of your purpose, hanging out with a bunch of dudes all asking questions about Jesus, tastes better, come on, than a steak in the finest steakhouse with a sense of brokenness in your heart and no purpose in your soul. Come on. That space was meant to be filled by an everyday relationship with Jesus. Thirdly and lastly, you wanna find some purpose? First and foremost, recognize you have a purpose. God wants to reveal it to you, hang around that intersection. Number two, you plus him is more than enough. That yearning, that aching, that hunger, that thirst in your life can only be satisfied by the God who made you for him. And thirdly and lastly, let the maker give you meaning. There is no one in this universe who's more equipped and more qualified to give meaning to everything in your life than the maker. You know what I'm saying? We have some beautiful techie people around our church, and I always kind of get confused about my little Apple device. I go to the techie people, and it's amazing how zit, 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 and they know stuff. Now, the techie people are cool. Just imagine like Steve Jobs manifested himself. That's a whole different deal. When the designer shows up, everything gets defined. And that's what he's saying here. If you're looking for meaning, find your meaning from the maker. That's what he says. At the end of the day, there are two kinds of people. The ones who please God. And they're the ones who walk away with a greater sense of purpose. To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, the one who rejects God and his voice, he gives the task of gathering up and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too I see is meaningless a chasing after the wind. There are some people who after this morning who are gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna keep betting on myself. That hole in my heart, that question in my soul, I'll keep on walking down this path and maybe I'll find resolution and peace in that. And God's saying, cool. You wanna go down that path? It's your choice. But you're gonna to get to the end of your life and you're gonna have acquired so much only to find that you couldn't take it with you and it's gonna get distributed to everybody else. No meaning, no purpose. But to the ones who walk with the maker, who please him, who go on the purpose journey with him, every single day you get more wisdom, you get more knowledge, things just make more sense. I'm here to let you know that tonight, I'm excited about the Super Bowl. Anyone excited about the Super Bowl? I know we're not a big NFL kind of territory. It is amazing how many Eagles fans have come out of the woodwork in the last couple of weeks. I've never heard about it. You know what I'm saying? You would never fly, Eagles fly, but now all of a sudden you're covered in green. Okay, like, like, I'm excited about football. I'm excited about the Super Bowl tonight. I'll tell you why, because now it makes sense to me. Six years, when I moved, six years ago when I moved here, football made no sense. It was the most confusing game. You're like a foreigner, you're showing up, and nothing makes sense. You're looking at this, there's four quarters, they're like meant to go for like 50, but why does the game go for five hours? You know what I'm saying? Why does the last three minutes take one hour? Why the, like the referees running around always dropping the hankies everywhere and put it in your pocket, bro, like kind of like secure that thing. So confusing. But then I met a bunch of football mentors in my life 
Specifically, Riley Cummings is a great football mentor of mine. Austin Blunt on our team as well, a great football mentor of mine. And they explain so much to me. Now the game makes sense and I am pumped for tonight. Going through life, there is no better guide than the one who made everything to explain to you what everything means. Marriage won't make sense to you until the one who made it explains it to you. Money won't make sense to you until the one who wants to teach you how to use it explains it to you. Pain won't make sense to you. Disappointment, a setback, will not make sense to you until the one who's got the whole world in his hands explains it to you. Success will not make sense to you until the one who granted you success explains it to you. Come on, that's your next step. Let the maker give you meaning. Can someone say a good amen to that? Tens of thousands of our New Spring family all over the state, walking forward with a deeper sense of meaning, with a greater clarity of purpose. Can you see it with me? We're gonna change the world. But you gotta be brave enough and bold enough to say, you know what? I've got to take a next step. In fact, there are a lot of people about 25 minutes ago when I asked you the question, do you know your purpose? You didn't have an answer to that question. In fact, a lot of people were saying, you know what, Dan, I feel absolutely lost. I'm totally confused. I want to let you know, you get to join in the purpose pathway with us. So that's the reason at the end of every gathering, we encourage you to move. I don't wanna get together in a church each week and just play religious games. Is anyone with me? Come on. I don't wanna get together and just do some Jesus karaoke, sit sit through like a pastoral pep talk and then get out of there and just try to hold on for another week. Come on, I want Jesus to move in my heart. I want Jesus to move through my life. So on every single campus, can you just stand to your feet right now? On every single campus. I'm gonna encourage all of our ministry teams to get to their positions. Who wants to live their life with a greater sense of purpose and meaning? Lift your hands high in the sky right now. Come on, high in the sky. It's early in the day. Your deodorant gonna hold. You smelling good, bro. I'm telling you, hey. All right? Is that us? Yeah? If your hand was lifted, we all have a move to make. So for some people who who are like going, Dan, I don't have a relationship with God. I got a little bit of religion. I heard about this Jesus guy. I try to live a good life, but I don't think I actually have this relationship with God. I definitely haven't asked him to fill that hole in my life. In every single campus, we've got a cross. I'm gonna encourage you as we start to sing, to slip out of your seat and to come down to that cross, we would love to connect with you and help you with your next step in trusting your life into the hands of Jesus. For a lot of people, you're going, you know what, Dan, I've got no purpose. Come be real right now. If you're you're going, hey, this message was cool, but honestly, Dan, it didn't really go in because I've asked this question before and I've come out with no answers and it's discouraging. If that's you on every single campus, we don't want you to leave discouraged. When you serve the king who sent his son that left the encourager, we should not live life discouraged. I'm gonna encourage you to slip out of your seat and we love to pray with you.
And we're, just, we're gonna simply just knit faith with you and believe there's gonna be more purpose and more meaning for you ahead. So just slip out of your seat to pray with someone. For everyone in this room who's like going, you know what? I have a relationship with Jesus, but I want more and more purpose in my life. I'm gonna encourage you. If you have Jesus in your life, and when you wanna live your life more on purpose with greater meaning, slip out of your seat and grab communion. Communion is the celebration of the one who lived his purpose, Jesus Christ, died on a cross, rose again, overcame, and gives us life. And there is nothing, there is nothing as cool as celebrating the one who lived out his purpose to give us purpose, amen? Slip out of your seat, grab communion. And for all of us, we're gonna end up back at our seats. We're gonna worship God in song. We're gonna sing. We're gonna breathe in deep and let our bellies get full of oxygen. And we're gonna belt out good things about King Jesus. Come on, I wanna hear you. I wanna, mm, I wanna smell you this morning. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be worshiping God. We're gonna worship God. And we're gonna give. I know for Krista and I, for me, one of the ways that we continue to commit our lives into the hands of Jesus is we bring our first and our best, okay? So everyone, say everyone. Everyone. You got a move to make. You know what I'm saying? At the cross, in prayer, communion, worship, and giving. We've all got a move to make. But just lift your hands as an act of surrender right now. Lord Jesus, I beg you to take these words, sanctify and purify every single one of them, shoot them deep into our hearts. Don't let us off the hooks. Help us by your spirit live our lives with greater purpose. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Come on, just praise him in the room right now. Come on, praise him. Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at newspring.cc for more content, including videos, articles, and devotionals to help you have an everyday relationship with Jesus. Or plan a visit to one of our campuses across the state of South Carolina. Okay, one more. Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. 